0: yo all right hello what's up welcome to amplified radio broadcasting from amplified studios in carlsbad we are a recording studio with um free open mics we teach production workshops to kids we also host podcasts and do video production my name is ellie i'm the creative director here i'm with mark what's up mark is well you can tell him what you are
1: uh I uh I'm an engineer here and I also uh supervise operations sometimes. And it's a good time. Great yeah, time.
0: Yeah. It's um it's a great time. We also are just good old fashioned musicians. That's right. And so yeah, that's kind of what I want to talk about today, just generally, um what's what's your musical life feeling like? Are you writing? Are you playing shows? Um where are you, where are you at or is it all at once?
1: Well, we're playing shows right now and yeah. that's at a rate that I haven't experienced in a in a while, and that mm-hmm. feels nice. I know what well, we nice. did like
0: six shows in two weeks or yeah, something. Yeah, that
1: hasn't happened in my life in a in a while, so it feels it feels good. Yeah, um, that would probably be the biggest plus. Uh, I think everything else is pretty much the same.
0: All right, so let's let's do a little bit about touring. Yeah. For people who might be listening who want to tour and are potentially broke, potentially, <laughs> you know, have less than a thousand followers on Instagram or, you know, less than 10,000 followers on Instagram. Right. What? Let's just get into the, the touring sort of FAQs. So I made a short list just of things that I was thinking about on this past, like DIY adventure we went on. Yep. So where should you cut costs and where do you ball out?
1: Um, I would cut costs on uh, tra- uh, like travel, yeah, if that makes sense like, uh, like couch surfing st- yeah, yeah couch surfing whenever you can, that's right. Um, you know, not eating out. Um, I've toured with ba- I've toured with different bands. Some people treat it like a vacation right and that's fine if you want to do that, but you're not going to make any money. Um, you, g- you might have a good time though, uh, but if you're talking about cutting costs, then it might not be as comfortable. But um, that would p- probably be my number one. And if you were gonna splurge on something, I mean, it's pretty rare, but I guess merch, your yeah. own merch, um, because that's ultimately what's gonna make you money on the road as a, as you know, as an independent artist that's not signed or doesn't have any fancy advances. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I mean, in my experience of touring, that's been the main source of income every time. So um, if you're gonna invest in yourself that's where i'd put most of the money.
0: Yeah, i kind of i kind of feel the same way. I mean, merch merch is almost to me not even a tour expense necessarily. I mean, i guess it technically is cuz it's counted as part of the the before the tour starts expenses. I guess so. Right? But in terms of balling out, i would definitely also say that you play a killer show, you come home and you got like bananas and peanut butter. <laughs> Get some get some DoorDash. Like, you did good, you know? And I like, like that. There's a way to ball out that's like a $25 ball out versus like a $150 ball out. Right. I think that a couple $25 meals, it's just like it goes so far. I did that with some pupusas when I was in L.A. Yeah,
1: I remember that. Yeah. Getting some good fuel is good. That's investing in yourself as well. And it's cheaper than, you know, getting wasted or whatever.
0: Right, so. I know. So, I, I don't really drink. So, I was right. like... It wasn't that crazy, but I did see some of the other people on tour and I was like, damn, like, if you're counting all expenses as expenses, I'm doing it the cheap way because yep. I don't really, yeah, I don't really fuck with drinking. No, so. just
1: just buy a bunch of merch and uh, sleep on your t-shirts. That's that's, how you, <laughs> oh that's how you do it. You don't
0: need a blanket or a pillow.
1: You make a bed out of your merch. You get
0: hoodies. You're even more comfortable.
1: That's the way to do it. All
0: right. What's the worst thing you could possibly leave at home? You're already on the road. You forgot something at home. One item. <sighs>
1: i mean it 's not a it 's not a deal breaker, but i 'd be pretty sad if i if I left my earplugs at home, yeah, you can still buy your own, but you know it's right. it's it 's an invasive uh uh piece of equipment and it's it 's always nice when you you have something you're used to, especially as a yeah. drummer at least, yeah, I guess for guitar players it 's more like strings or maybe a second instrument but that 's the first <laughs> thing that popped into my head <laughs> I know weirdly the
0: first thing that popped into my head was nothing related to music. I just have this like <laughs> I ball out in very specific parts of my life and one of them is my moisturizer for my face. Okay, that's fair. Like skincare. Yeah. When I got home from like the grimy ass shows, all I wanted to do was like wash my face and <laughs> lather up for like a my beauty sleep or whatever. Yeah. I would have been pretty bummed if I didn't have my my little self-care.
1: You know, that's fair. I forgot to bring toothpaste. Oh, uh, last time I well, you went, could buy that. when I with you no and you can buy it yeah. but like I don't know you you feel dumb in the moment you know it's I don't
0: like... want to yeah I, toothpaste is I, I, I hear that right like you, <laughs> you don't want to like stop at CVS or whatever but the reason I thought of my moisturizer is it's like I literally could not afford to buy another <laughs> one at this current state of financial affairs so yeah I was like alright good we got my
1: I Guess toothpaste we got is my cheaper.
0: $60 tube of freaking <laughs> whatever it doesn't matter okay Worst thing or person that you could bring with you on tour? What's the worst either item or individual? And I'm thinking like, like either you could name them, you don't have to though, like the relationship. Because on the tour we went went on, there were a few people there who were exes of the people we were performing with. So not to target them if you're listening, it's all love. But I was thinking, I was like, this is a little distracting. So okay, either like a person in your life who you just don't want to bring on tour or a literal item that you never you should never bring.
1: So, person, you've already answered it for me. Yeah, but, no X's. Um, items, items, items. I don't know. I mean, the worst thing, in my opinion, is you bring something and you forget to use it or something. I can't really think of something that yeah. just by bringing it you're you're messing your your tour off. Unless it's like. I don't know. I don't even know.
0: Let's go back to the person thing. Yeah. So clearly the exes, that's like a clear cut, like, what's she doing here? What's he doing here, right? It's kind of just like, all right, like, hi, nice to see you. Are you okay? And, you know, they're sleeping at a different hotel because they got kicked out the Airbnb. (laughs) And it's like, okay, so maybe the the ex is a no-go. But what about, like, your girlfriend?
1: So I was thinking about that. I feel like for something small, it's okay. Yeah. But if you're going on... A tour that's like more than like a week long non-stop or like two weeks, I would I would probably say no just because first of all If somebody has that much time in their life to just drop everything and go with you, maybe they should be focusing on Getting stuff done on their side. I don't know, That's that's just my opinion. But also okay, like,
0: that's harsh though Like okay, let's say you've got a girlfriend who has always <laughs> wanted to go on tour with you, right?
1: Yeah, but I was gonna say even if they do come it's very it's tedious enough if you're on stage. I feel like it would be, it would get old for anybody, uh, even at a higher level. If you're just in the wings of it, I, I feel uh, like, so and I've, and yeah. I've heard this from people that like are very established and like do shows where you're quote unquote more comfortable. You're not sleeping in a van, yada yada. After like, like I don't know, more after a week, I think it gets old for anybody. It gets yeah. old for the performer. And and right. I feel like if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're just traveling with you, and also you're not really spending time with that person, no, you're kind no of yeah, there, you're yeah. distracted the whole time. So they're either gonna get their feelings hurt or they're gonna get bored, or and, both, right? Or both. So, but if it's a short thing, I feel like it's it's a, it could be a cool romantic trip thing. Yeah, like a weekend or yeah. Something. I but support yeah. that. Yeah, I support that. I just feel like after I feel like it gets old. Faster than people think it does. Yeah. Like, everybody's like, oh, we're going to go on tour, like, big parties and all that. And then you go, and the person you're dating that's playing, they're just, like, always exhausted and, like, not yeah. trying to party. Okay, wait, uh, wait, wait.
0: Next question, next question. Yep. That's the perfect segue. If given the option, are you going to go to bed after the show or are you going to go to the after party? You already know. <laughs> I know.
1: I'm sleeping. Yeah, you're going Unless to Unless it's the last show.
0: The last show. Sometimes
1: the last, yeah. Usually the last show of tour, I'll, uh, or if it's, like a show and then like th- two or three days off, then yeah, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I'm, well, I'm also not very, a very social person, so I'm pretty biased, but yeah, sleep, sleep over everything, especially when you're traveling.
0: So last, last question about tours. If you, if you were to describe what tour is like to someone who's not a musician, who's never done it before, or yeah, or even a musician who's just never toured, what's the closest non-tour experience that you could relate it to?
1: Um... It's like if you travel, it's kind of, I honestly, it's kind of like people who travel for work. Yeah. Um, Except I feel like it's at a more frequent weight, uh, uh, more frequent, uh, like frequency than most people. Right. Like usually people travel for work, they'll stay posted somewhere for a longer time. But I feel like it's that, but uh, on steroids, kind of. Yeah. (laughs) That's the best way to say it. It's hard because there's not a lot of things like it. Yeah. But unless you're in the military, maybe. But it's not as stressful,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking. I thought I thought of summer camp. I was like sleepaway Mm. camp, kind of. Tour reminds me because I did a sleepaway camp at um, Berkeley College of Music when I was in high school, Um, and it wasn't a tour, but it was just nonstop music in like a camp. Yeah, I did five week. And I was like, it's kind of like tour in a way in terms of how exhausted I am, but also equally wired to just like meet people and do whatever I can to just like seize the moment and the opportunity. So I don't know. I was thinking about that. But it's interesting. You said work. We have like opposite. I was like, it's fun. And you're like, it's a job. (laughs) But it's cool that
1: you could. uh, I mean, it's important to see both sides of it. I I I like that you brought that up, too, because I mean, no, I mean, we wouldn't be doing it if. If it wasn't you know, fun. If it was all work, you know?
0: Oh my gosh. No, I would never tour if I didn't like it. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, all right, so I wanna do I, I made up a game for today. Cause so we've been doing like the Am I the Assholes about music. And those are great. And also <laughs> like I keep picking the best ones, and I'm like, I should just make up my own because I'm I'm definitely an asshole throughout my own life. So I'll work on that for next week. But I made up this new game where I'm gonna say a quote. And you're going to tell me what musician said it. So here's here's the guidelines. The quote is 100% said by a musician. I'm not doing random quotes and like tricking you. They're, these are all musicians and I have a feeling you know all of them. Yeah, you
1: no, know, you for sure know of all of these people. Hopefully I can quote them. I can get close to in my guesses.
0: So the, the game is I'm going to say the quote and you're going to be like, this is who I could imagine saying that. Yeah. Okay. First quote. I've been imitated so well, I've heard people copy my mistakes.
1: Okay, so this is somebody that has a bit of an ego, right? A little little bit. A little bit, not too much. Um, I think it's either a rapper or an old school jazz person.
0: Okay, but you gotta give me a name.
1: Okay. Um, I've
0: been imitated so well, I've heard people copy my
1: mistakes. I'm torn between Kanye or, like, Bradford Marcellus or something.
0: (laughs) You're so off, it's hilarious. Am I really off? It's Jimi Hendrix. Oh, what? I know, which I think is amazing because he was such a messy guitarist. Like, I love that quote for him. Yeah. Well, he's messy in a sense that's like, makes his sound.
1: He's never struck me as a... I guess he. I guess he's. Pretty, oh my gosh! Well, he, I think he's, he's messy on stage
0: because he's got his whole you know pre-show workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right, all right. Next one. Jazz is not dead. It just smells funny.
1: Herbie Hancock. Frank Zappa. Oh, of course.
0: I know, I know. That, all right, next I, I one. This is one. this game is like totally rigged. Like you're never gonna get these. <laughs> there's just like too many people who could say any of these. Okay, got two more. I'm one of those regular weird people.
1: That could be Frank Zappa too
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't think you would ever use the word regular He's though, cool. right? Uh, maybe I'm one of know. Uh, he could Rip Okay, anyways <laughs> I'm one of those regular weird people
1: Um, I'll give
0: you a hint It's yeah. a woman who said it
1: See, that's funny I was gonna say either Amy Winehouse or Madonna
0: Whoa, weird
1: Maybe A regular weird woman Okay, so now I know it's neither of those
0: Yeah, no, it's not them <laughs> it's not Uh, think older i really you're not gonna get it it's not
1: beyonce she wouldn't say said older than madonna
0: and you said beyonce
1: i don't know how old she is. the shade
0: okay (laughs) um it's janice joplin said that
1: oh my goodness
0: all right last one last one
1: it's taken me
0: all my life to learn what not to play i love that quote it's taken me all my life to learn what not to play who said
1: that? I want to say Herbie Hancock to that one too, but
0: do you listen to anyone besides Herbie Hancock? No. <laughs> Honestly, that's a good existence. I love I love I his I really music.
1: I really don't, but um,
0: You're on the right track though.
1: Really? It's a jazz guy? Yeah, it's a jazz guy. I don't know. He's the he's the he's the main one, you know? Art Blakely. I don't know. Dizzy Gillespie. See, I don't know that person.
0: Oh, then it's really rigged, because now I'm quoting people that you don't know. <laughs> well,
1: to be fair, that's the only one I don't know, so I think it's okay. Okay, okay. We did okay? Yeah, we did fine.
0: All right. And then last quote. I lied. There's one other quote. When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. That's not a musician. It's an author. Really? But I, as a musician, uh, well, that's quote unfor- him all the time. It's
1: unfortunate, because I don't read a lot.
0: He, You probably aren't going to guess who... <laughs> But that's just one of my favorite quotes ever, and I'll give you an opportunity to say a quote that you like too.
1: Anthony Bourdain.
0: It's kind of Hunter S. Thompson. So oh, he, okay. yeah. So he he said, "When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro." I think my dad's always told me that it's Hunter S. Thompson who said that, yeah. and I have like no idea if that's true. What a guy. What's what's a quote that you like to keep in your back pocket that's like related to music? I relate that one to music.
1: Oh man, you're putting me on the spot here. I'm not gonna lie. What's yours? When the going think get, of
0: mine. When the going gets tough. Oh. The, when, yeah. yeah. When the okay. going gets tough, the weird... When the, wait, what is it?
1: <laughs> Figure it out. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of mine. When the going gets weird, the weirdos go pro? Something, yeah, something like that? Yeah, something like
0: that. I don't know why I'm, I'm like blanking on that. I like a lot of quotes, too. I also like the quote, um, I've lived through a lot of catastrophes, most of which only happened in my head. That's oh. Mark Twain. I botched that quote. He said it kind of differently, but... I think about that before I get on stage and I'm thinking about how everything's going to go wrong. <clears throat> and I'm like, wow, probably, like, very few of those are actually going to go wrong. <laughs> and then there's always the show where you think it's all going to go great and it totally explodes. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, no. I, I wish I had more of those, you know. Ignorance is bliss a little, a little bit. A little bit. Not for your audience, but.
0: <laughs> yeah. For, like, music theory or something.
1: Um... Oh man, I'm 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 terrible. I I can't think of anything on the spot right now. Je vous en prie. Je vous en prie.
0: Um, Mark's French by the way. I can't
1: feel my face. That's by the weekend. That's my I can't feel
0: my face. That's your oh (laughs) god. Favorite quote. You're fired. Um, okay. So short little number today. Um. For the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Oh, I guess like one thing that we could talk about. I want to go into what's going on in San Diego, like I always do, because yeah. we're we're based in San Diego. Bring out but, the schedule. Yeah, we'll do the schedule. But I just wanted to ask, what are you listening to right now? I feel like we never talk about that on the podcast.
1: I told you the other day. I I found a uh, crumbs uh, uh, k- oh my k e x p Performance. I
0: love Crumb so yeah, much. You
1: told me a funny story about that, but yeah, we're not um, gonna go into that story.
0: <laughs> Best night of my life was when I saw Crumb for a number of reasons that I will not say at my workplace. Um,
1: I'm very envious, but yeah. yeah. So I honestly, it's funny. I I usually browse YouTube, and every time I click on a K E X P, I'm mm. gonna say it right. Uh, I swear performance most of the time it's i discover a band i really like last time it was like not a surf or something okay yeah and and it's funny because they're from new york too i think so just really good new york bands that play in seattle for some reason
0: I know it is funny that New York has so many bands. I was shocked by that too when I used to live there, oh, because I always thought awesome. that New York was so. Because New York, in my head, is a West Coaster, is like close to Europe, so I'm going to think, and it's also you know birthplace of hip hop, so I'm like, all right, we got rappers and we got like EDM DJs, and I get there and it's like all these indie bands. Yeah, so much indie. But then I remember, indie. and I remember, I'm like, oh, who came up in New York? That's a band like some of my favorite projects, right? You yeah. got Talking Heads, Modern Lovers. Mm. Um, didn't the Strokes come up in in
1: couldn't tell In you for sure. I don't want to spread uh, false fake news.
0: Well, I just did. And, well, whatever. You know, you had that the CBGBs. The and, Strokes.
1: Like... I thought they were British.
0: Are the Strokes British? I might be thinking of a different band. Google it. Uh, let's let's Google where the Strokes come from. Uh, my
1: phone's over there.
0: Yeah, let's see. C'est
1: une catastrophe.
0: American rock band from New York City.
1: Wow. Yeah. dropping facts? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I I was pleasantly surprised too. Um, so yeah, no, just a. Uh, Just a lot of, uh, of indie. What about you?
0: What I've been listening to lately, um, let's see. I didn't expect you to ask that to me (laughs) back. Um, I've been listening to like my same old repeats, like 90s. I've been, you know, Rilo, Kylie. I've been digging into some uh, San Diego history, listening to Pinback and Thingy, which are bands from here, from like the 2000s or like late 90s, but... I've, I'm really interested in this article on NPR that talked about um, artists like King Princess and Clairo, who are people who I know and listen to, and they're talking about um, visibility of queer women in music being pr- like predominantly white, feminine, and thin, mm-hmm. and it's just like really been circulating my mind. Like the music industry definitely represents the changing. Cultural time in terms of like social issues, and, and that's always true, and that's something that I love. And also, the music industry has this tendency to find the most marketable population of you know people that are singing openly about their sexuality, for example. Um, the most, and I'm sure the same is true with other areas, like. You know, race and um, like socioeconomic status, where people are from, like geography, right? Like, I'm sure that it's all about just finding like the most marketable person from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, or like the most marketable um, Hispanic rapper or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just finding like the most.
1: They're more likely to get funding from labels and all that stuff, unless you're independent and you find a way to break through yourself.
0: Right. So it just, yeah. it was, it was, I'm really into that. And that's on NPR. If anybody's interested in reading it, it's, um, it came out in October last year. Um, but yeah, that's, that's not something I'm listening to, but that's definitely something that's on my mind as I'm listening to these artists who's a you know big part of their branding as an artist is social issues. And I'm, you know, acknowledging the fact that I'm interacting with a super mainstream marketed person mm. talking about these issues. And it's like, yeah. maybe I need to just look around more at my own community. Right. Like, Why take Claro's word or King Princess's word for what the queer experience is like instead, you know?
1: Yeah, well, you can always have your own take on it, which is cool. Right. No, absolutely. I think you do a good job at that. What do you think of Avril? I'm sorry to change the subject. What kind of? What do you think of Avril Levine's comeback?
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, so many of my friends think that Avril Levine is like, what's her name? The, um, that Avril Lavigne's, like, not a real person. Like, the person... <laughs> it's She's basically, like, being impersonated. Paul McCartney? No. <laughs> no there I forget her name. There is a conspiracy
1: theory about that.
0: Uh, that's not the one that I'm talking about. <laughs> God, what's her name? It's, like...
1: Brittany. No. Uh, Madonna.
0: No, you're just naming other artists. No, this is, like, a random person. It's, like, Leslie or something. Oh, or okay. Like, I don't know. So, there are theories that Avril Lavigne is... Not who she says she is, (laughs) but um, Avril's comeback. Look, I'm all for it. Like people, people are really throwing shade at like artists like Machine Gun Kelly, but really, who they're throwing shade on is Travis Barker, (laughs) as being a sellout since he like used to be a part of a cool band, Blink 182, who was like epic. I mean, I grew up with that music. True. And for you know selling out, working with these different people, like getting on Billboard Top 100, whatever. And I'm like, what? First of all, what's the like? why are you gonna like point fingers at Travis Barker as being some sellout when like Blink One Eighty Two was like one of the most popular bands in America at a time? Right. At one time. Yeah. But Blink just holds up this idea, I think, in history as being super alternative. Yeah. But like, it's why the- is it now that all of a sudden like Travis Barker's comeback is associated with like people selling out? And I'm like, what?
1: Yeah. That just kind of follows you around when you kind of switch to genres. I feel like, and you like right. somehow. Uh, sustain like su- success through it. People think that you did it because yeah. you had money, but I think Travis is very talented. And the fact that he can drum the way he does at his age is ridiculous. So the
0: arthritis,
1: yeah. As a drummer, big respects. And you know, yeah. he he. People like to make fun of him, but you know, it's just peanut butter and jealous kind of deal. I think. Peanut
0: butter and jealous. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about what's going on in San Diego. Let's start with we don't normally do Thursdays, but I wanted to start with Thursday. Um, which is February 3rd. Yeah, February 3rd. That's right. And we are playing a show, Mark and I are playing a show with the Roy Bars Band and hyper-pop artist Frankie Doppler. That's
1: right, first show.
0: First show ever, ever. debut performance. Yes. And we're playing at OB Russell House, which is a wrestling venue, um, kind of cool little spot in Ocean Beach.
1: Married to let loose, physically and emotionally.
0: Yeah, And then there are other Southern California people playing on Thursday, too. We've got Denim in the Elevators playing with the Sideways, or just Sideways. Um, And this is all kind of like alternative reggae rock vibes. This is at the Music Box, again, on on Thursday, February 3rd. Nice Showtime is uh, 7.30, or Doors are at 7.30. But they're not San Diego, exactly. They're like Southern California bands. I think that a couple of them formed in um, Santa Barbara. But that sounds like a really cool show, too. Yeah. And then on Friday, February 4th, at Nick and G's at 5 p.m., there's Helena Holleran. And um, this is just down in San Diego. She's a singer-songwriter who's super inspired by 60s and 70s styles. Um, and she just seems super dope. I, w- I would love to check her out. Um, and then there's this band also on Friday night. This is later, though. This is at, like, 10 p.m. And it's uh, The Big Lewinsky. This I've is heard like, of those guys. You know those guys. I've heard of them. Oh, you've heard of them. They're like a '90s R and B yeah band. Yes. But um, yeah, that's at Parks and Rec, which is um, I think it's in University Heights. But I love that spot. It's so cute.
1: Yeah, they just make me think of Big Lebowski. But
0: I think that's what they're going for.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Then on Saturday, February fifth at six p.m., there's Whitney Shea. She's won a number of San Diego Music Awards for um, I think it's R and B vocals. Um, but she's playing at the Side Yard. Um, and that's it. Yeah, six p.m. That should be an amazing show.
1: Nice. Well, yeah, I
0: would love to check her out. I've I've heard some of her music just when I was like researching events. But yeah, she seems she seems like a really talented vocalist. Nice. And then also on Saturday, um, at the Belly Up, which is in North County, um, starting at eight p.m. There's Carl Denson's Tiny Universe, um, which is a they're pretty big in San Diego. They don't really touch the the musicians that I know and hang out with. But I did talk with one of his. I think that he is the guitar player for this band. But Carl Denson's Tiny Universe is like incredible jazz music. Really. And he's got a major following in San Diego and he's his music's super cool. His show's amazing. He's got like, you know, tons of musicians on stage doing the deal. Um, nice. so that's at the belly up and that should be super fun. And he's playing with Matson too, who I'm not familiar with, but look, I, I trust I trust whoever's booking Carl Denson. Like
1: it's a beautiful venue. They usually do a good job choosing their the artists belly up really is an awesome it's venue awesome yeah it's very nice
0: yeah they bring in they bring in great artists
1: have you seen shows there before yeah
0: i saw i saw a couple of shows when i used to live in encinitas okay um and then COVID happened so right. they kind of shut down obviously but yeah I, I, I tried to work there actually when i was trying to get a job in north county i would just go to belly up like once a week and i'd be like hey it's me again like really want to work here would love to help at the front door i'll literally like Clean up the trash, like I don't care. I just to <laughs> I was obsessed with the idea of working at that venue because it sounds and looks and feels just like amazing. Nice, but uh, they turned me down. Yeah, they thought I, they were like nice about it though. That's cool. No one, no one was,
1: no one was mean. Yeah, sometimes it could be a little saturated in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially
1: pre-COVID, it must have been crazy. Oh yeah, but yeah.
0: Anyways, thanks for tuning in to Amplified Radio with Mark and Ellie at Amplified Studios in Carlsbad. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, have a good weekend, everybody, and uh, talk to you next week.
1: À bientôt. Thank you very much. <laughs> Au revoir. Au revoir. Qu'est-ce que c'est